Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. Hope all of you enjoy the Thursday edition of the show. Encourage you to go listen to Joel Klatt if you're getting ready for College Football Week Zero. That's the Wins and Losses podcast. If you're listening to this and not listening to that, you should get with both. Uh, this is OutKick, loaded show for you. Hour two, we'll talk with Barrett Salee about college football rolling back in. Hour three, we will talk with Dr. David Chow about the latest in NFL injury situations. Lots to discuss, lots of fun to be had. We dive in now. Thanks for downloading the podcast. Enjoy the Thursday show. OutKick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. So I am utterly fascinated by what's going on with the fallout from Jay-Z's relationship with the NFL there has been an ongoing revolution of some sort among a small handful of players in the NFL we got at this point 2880 players that are on NFL rosters 90 guys right now times 32 teams And we've got like three or four at most, maybe two, I don't even know what the total number is, of people who kneel during the National Anthem. And for most people, those guys have kind of moved to the back burner. They aren't particularly strong players. They aren't really that interesting of a story at this point, in my opinion. So the question that is out there is, what do you do going forward? 
do you just let these guys continue to kneel, ignore them, treat them kind of like kids who refuse to eat their broccoli if you're the NFL, make them sit at the table, but just kind of ignore the whole process? Or do you try to take action and down the line change things in a positive way? Well, the Jay-Z edition is in theory about moving from protest to action. Let me just pause here for a second. I think one of the big problems we have in American society, and it has moved into sports, is we have people who protest for protest's sake in this country right now with no actual goal of changing anything. They just want the attention that comes with protesting. I think that is true for Megan Rapino. Remember Megan Rapino, U.S. women's team? Oh, I'm refusing to meet with Donald Trump. I think that is true with a lot of athletes who want the attention when their team wins a championship. They want the attention that comes with choosing not to go visit the White House because a certain segment of the population is going to praise them. And the way that the protest culture works is If you interact with anyone that you disagree with, you are somehow repudiating the protest culture. Yet, if you look historically in American society, the point of the protest is not to just protest and take a selfie of yourself and go on Instagram and get a bunch of likes or on Twitter and get a bunch of likes because you're totally unwilling to interact with people you disagree with, it's to get to sit at the table and negotiate with people who have power. And what's interesting here is the civil rights movement, if you study it, was not about just going out and marching through the streets and being angry. It was a very targeted attempt to change the way American society was structured. And if you could go back in time to 1963 or 1962, there was a real tension between Martin Luther King Jr., who wanted to change things and was willing to meet with the primarily white establishment leaders in order to change things. And guys like, at the time, Malcolm X, who were hardcore black power activists who did not believe in interacting with the larger white power structure and, in fact, believed and accused Martin Luther King Jr. of being a sellout. The tension between anger in the Black Panther movement, for example, and a refusal to interact with the white power structure, and Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech, which ultimately was about the goal of integration. We don't want something different. We want to be treated like everyone else. And that tension is often in existence when it comes to protest movements. And what is ironic to me is... The kneelers at this point in the NFL are like the Black Panthers and Malcolm X 
they don't want anything to change. They want the attention of the protest. And Jay-Z is like Martin Luther King Jr. who says, okay, at some point, we got to move beyond kneeling and try to get tangible action. I want to sit down at the table and negotiate with the people who have power in the NFL. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. The result has been that guys like Eric Reed and Kenny Stills have come out and called Jay-Z a sellout. Now, this is wild to think about. Jay-Z, who is probably the most prominent black near-billionaire, if not billionaire, in the United States, and the aspirational, capitalistic lodestar for so many young black kids out there is being called a sellout by a couple of guys who get paid millions of dollars to play football because Jay-Z is taking money from guys who own football teams. Jay-Z is getting called a sellout by the same guys who are taking millions of dollars to play a sport. And I think what you're starting to see is a real dissension among all these people out there who are protesting and how exactly the next step should be taken. And what's funny is a lot of people are starting to turn against the protesters, sometimes in a humorous fashion. We saw Brian Flores, the owner, sorry, the coach of the Miami Dolphins, start practice the other day after Kenny Stills for the Miami Dolphins called Jay-Z a sellout, he started practice with eight straight Jay-Z songs. Really funny, I think. Trolled him a little bit, but the establishment there was saying, hey, I'm the coach, you're a player, and by the way, I think you're an idiot for saying Jay-Z is a sellout. Here's eight straight songs. I'm going to go ahead and brush my shoulders off. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Pretty funny move by Brian Flores. But it's also emblematic of a larger issue here, which is at some point you paint yourself into a corner. And this happens in all revolutions. And I think the woke revolution in sports is starting to die because a lot of people are saying, What is your goal? Let's move to tangible action. And there isn't a tangible action. The tangible action is Kenny Stills saying, I'm upset because the owner of the Miami Dolphins decided to have a fundraiser in the Hamptons for Donald Trump. I want you to think about this for a minute. They kicked him off the NFL's committee to try to make the world a better place because they didn't agree with the fact that he was having a fundraiser for Donald Trump. And they had a really interesting discussion about this on Speak for Yourself yesterday. The irony is Ross, Stephen Ross, I believe is his name, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, is the only owner in the NFL with a black GM and a black head coach. 
It's only one. And so they are upset because the people on this uh, this committee in the NFL focused on social justice, they're upset because he supports Donald Trump and had a fundraiser for him. He's the president of the United States, by the way, whether you like him or not. And they're overlooking the action of what he's actually done, which is more substantial than any other NFL owner, in order to hold him accountable for having a fundraiser for Donald Trump. And Kenny Stills got a lot of praise because he called out the owner because he was having that fundraiser. And what's wild about this to me is, dude, you're an employee. If Ross, the owner of the Miami Dolphins, had called out his employee because of his political opinions, the world would have lost its mind. But when an employee calls out an owner for his political opinions, he gets praised in the woke universe. It just it doesn't make any sense to me at all the direction that we're headed when Jay-Z is being called a sellout. These protesters have completely lost their mind and what they're working toward is not some sort of beneficial result. It's just they're protesting for protesting's sake for the attention. It's really an interesting pivot. And I want to open up the phone lines and let you guys react to this. 877-996-6369. I'm also going to bring in the crew, hear what they think on this. Because we touched on it right at the end of the show yesterday. But I think it's an interesting pivot point in the sort of the larger societal discussion surrounding the intersection of sports and political opinion. So we'll talk about that in hour two, college football, week zero, two days away. Barrett Salee from CBS Sports is going to join us. And in hour three, NFL preseason football continues to roll on. We're getting ready for week three, which used to be the dress rehearsal in preseason football. But now a lot of coaches are starting to say, screw it. I'm not even going to play any of my starters in week three. Used to be guys played at least up to halftime. Now I'm not even sure hardly any of the starters are going to play in substantial minutes. But we'll get the latest update from Dr. David Chow on whatever's going on with Andrew Luck, what sort of injury situations are paramount as we come closer and closer to the start of the NFL season. All that's still to come. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Again, phone lines all open up for hour one, 877-996-6369. I'm Clay Travis. Appreciate all of you. We come back. We'll continue to dive into this story. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
old wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back, Brian Flores, Jay-Z, uh, bringing us back to one of the songs that he played in the eight uh, eight straight Jay-Z songs as the Miami Dolphins came out on the field. This is the Geico Outkick Studios. We'll get to some of your calls, 877-996-6369, but I want to bring in the crew first. Danny G, you, in your earlier life, were a hip-hop DJ morning show yep. host and program yep. director, so you're you're pretty plugged in with this in general. Would you have ever believed that NFL players would call Jay-Z a sellout? Not in a million years, no. I mean, I actually got to work on a couple of projects with him in Santa Barbara and Ventura, California. 
and helped with one record release party that he did at a roller skating rink here in Los Angeles. Shrewd business guy, very cool with everybody, always digging into the community with whatever he could help with. And so when this news first broke a couple weeks back, I would have never thought that I would be hearing the stuff that I've been hearing because that's just not his M.O. He's never gotten any criticism for any of this stuff we're hearing now. It's definitely a reach. Does it? Uh, it does raise an interesting question, though, right? Between do you buy into my thesis that there are a lot of people who want attention for protesting with no desire to actually change anything? For instance, whether you agree or disagree with what Me- Megan Rapino wants, we talked about the fact that the U.S. women's soccer team makes more than the men's soccer team. So the idea of equal pay, the men should be screaming it, not the women, according to the accounting uh, numbers that are provided by the U.S. Soccer Federation. But if the president of the United States offers to meet with you, that's a sign that you have the attention of the most powerful man in the world. And you saying, no, 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 I refuse to meet with him because that would somehow hurt my standing in the protest community means that you don't really want to change anything. You just want the attention of being anti-something. And I feel like that's where many people in the protest community are right now. They want the attention of being the most anti. And if you agree to meet with somebody, oh, well, you're sitting down with the devil. Oh, my God, the Antichrist, how dare you? Uh, That's kind of where we are, where Jay-Z's like, okay, let's try to actually do something positive. And people say, no, 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 Colin Kaepernick doesn't even have a job. How dare you try to do something positive? The protest, it's interesting, has moved from whatever Colin Kaepernick protested for, which never made sense to me to begin with, and I wrote a whole book, you can go read it, but it's moved from Colin Kaepernick's protest to Colin Kaepernick needs a job. And all the people who have gotten jobs, it's like, oh, no, 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 we can't change anything else. I mean, it's, it's a very ironic kind of pivot. Dub, can you believe that Jay-Z is getting criticized for being a sellout? No, I really can't. I mean, I can't remember. Obviously, I'm a little younger, but I can never remember Jay-Z ever getting criticized for really anything. <laughs> That's and, interesting in and of itself. Yeah, but, you know, the thing that I don't understand the most is, you know, the the people not wanting to have the meetings and stuff, just like you mentioned. I mean, that's the whole point of the protest is to get a seat in the room, and everyone seems these days to just deny the seat in the room. So, yeah. to me, it's like, what what's the whole point then? I mean, it's just like an attention grab. Or criticize the guy or girl who gets the seat in the room. And, and it's like, exactly. and if you want to go to another rapper, Kanye has met with Trump a bunch of different times. And so has Kim Kardashian, which is its own story that's wild in and of itself. But they've actually gotten tangible results that seem to me to be very positive. I mean, people who would have otherwise been in prison for the rest of their life are not in prison for the rest of their life because of what Kanye West and Kim Kardashian did. And the Criminal Justice Reform Act, which was a huge deal, was supported by Kim Kardashian. And you can say, well, she's a celebrity. She's not really involved in in in-depth issues. But she got something tangible that helped someone else's life for the better, based entirely upon her relationship with Donald Trump. And so, of all presidents, Trump seems like the kind of guy where if you sit down with him, he might come along to your side, particularly if you're a celebrity, because he likes the entertainment culture, and he likes the attention that he gets from meeting with celebrities. Eddie Garcia, is this wild to you that Jay-Z now sell out? Yeah, that's pretty strong. Uh, It kind of goes along with, you know, the... 
segment of the population. I don't know how big it is actually, but it's loud where, you know, you've got groups on either side and they, they are unwilling to even listen to the other side yeah. and, and to come down this hard on, on Jay-Z and not even, you know, s- seemingly entertain that maybe this could lead to some change and something really tangible and completely not listen because, you know, Colin Kaepernick is out of a job and that's it. And then that's all that matters. I, I don't, it's uh, kind of hard to understand. It is indeed. Roberto, you also in agreement here? This is wild? Uh, yeah, kind of. But I also agree with uh, also agree that Jay-Z wouldn't be doing this, right, if, if it didn't benefit him financially some way? Yeah, right. But that's capitalism. I've been saying for a long time, the most important co- color in this country is green. And you can talk about white, ba- black, brown, purple, blue, whatever else you want to talk about. But ultimately, the most important color in the country is green. And Jay-Z is the ultimate, in my opinion, black capitalist. And that's why when this news came out, I think Jay-Z has the ability to broach uh, the, uh, the the sort of the line between player and management, player and ownership at time, because he's got a lot more in common with Jerry Jones than your average NFL player does. And I know sometimes we want to focus on race, but a lot of times motivation and personality are way more important and people of different racial backgrounds have a lot more in common than they do with surface-level issues. And so I think if Jay-Z had been growing up in Arkansas and gotten into the oil business, he might have ended up like Jerry Jones. Obviously, Jay-Z is younger, but they have that same sort of capitalist drive, the risk-taking element, the willingness to embrace fear if it leads to positive results and complete confidence in their self such that the personalities of Jerry Jones and Jay-Z, and I'm just using Jerry Jones as a rough approximation of an NFL owner who actually made his money himself as opposed to inheriting it, are actually probably not that different. Now, they have an age gap, but I think when those guys sit down and have a meal together, they would overlap a great deal in terms of the way they think about the world, even if they sometimes end up coming from different perspectives. Let's take some of your calls. Uh, I'll open up phone lines, 877-996-6369. Dub, who should we go to first? Uh, we got Mangus in North Carolina. What's up? Fire away. Uh, yes. Um, Jay-Z being a, a sellout? No. Um, he has done a lot for the black community as far as criminal justice is concerned. Um, my point is, you throw $100 million at um, any type of um, poor community. That's not going to change the perception after that child leaves that youth center that was built um, to um, give back and to, um, you know, move the push the needle forward and um, get off your knees and, and start, um, you know, shut up, shut up and stop and, and dribble. And when that kid leaves with that brand new laptop they bought him, what's the perception he gets from the police we're not i'm talking about change that's a good change you know changing and 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 uplifting the community but i'm talking about changing the heart of those that are oppressing the black community we live in two different societies here people and not too many people understand this because they don't live it yeah but here's the problem here's the deal thanks for this like i understand like it's easy this is my big takeaway all right we live in an era when people want to blame others and they get rewarded when they play the I am a victim card, right? 
my position on this, and this is what I wish teams, leagues, uh, leadership, regardless of political party, I wish they would embrace. If you remembered, I, I preached the other day four things because we've got kids going back to school all over the country. A lot of kids probably in the car listening to this show right now, mom and dad driving into school. And I have said, like, take away partisanship. Give people tangible things that can make their life better. You do these four things, regardless of your race, regardless of your gender, regardless of your religion or your sexual orientation or anything else, regardless of how wealthy your parents are or whether you have one parent at home or two parents at home. I want you to listen to me closely, especially if you are a kid going to school this morning. You do these four things. I can't guarantee that you're going to be Jay-Z and you're going to be rich. I can't guarantee that you're going to grow up and live in a mansion and drive a fancy car, all right? I can guarantee that you will not be poor. So you want to break the cycle of poverty, which is the underlying cause of much of the social ills that exist in this country. You need to do four things. You need to graduate from high school. A lot of focus on going to college. Lots of focus on the idea that you should grow up and, uh, and become an astrophysicist or you should grow up and become a doctor or a lawyer. All those things are great. I want you to follow your dream. But I want you to graduate from high school, first of all. Every single person in the United States can graduate from high school. Graduate from high school. Two, do not have a kid before you are 25 years old. I want you to listen up out there, all the kids going into school right now, boys and girls. Don't have a kid before you're 25 years old. Kids having kids is one of the number one ways that poverty continues, all right? Graduate high school. Don't have a kid before 25. Third step, get married before you have a kid. I'm here to tell you, I got three kids. They are a big ass job to raise. You need two people involved in raising a kid. You do not want a kid if you're by yourself. You certainly don't want a kid if you're by yourself and young. Graduate from high school. Don't have a kid before 25. Get married before you have children. Get a job. If you do those four things, you will not be poor in America. That's actual tangible results. I'm not a protest guy because most of protesting, it doesn't lead to tangible results. I'm a find a problem, figure out a solution, and address it guy. Those four things I just gave you, no matter what you do, no matter where you're from, you do those four things in America right now in the 21st century, the poverty rate in this country is virtually zero. Doesn't matter where you start. You can start poor. Doesn't matter what race you are. Doesn't matter what neighborhood you grew up in. Doesn't matter what school you went to. That breaks the cycle of poverty. And then your children will not be born into poverty, which gives them a better chance at rising up on the income ladder as well. You can break the, break the cycle. What do they say on Game of Thrones? I want to break the wheel. Break the wheel. All right, who's up next? All right, we got Tommy in Florida. Tommy, what's shaking? 
Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, great. Uh, great topic. Here's here's the reason. And it's business basic psychology. People fall in love with their problems and they don't actually want to change them. And here's why. They they have vices that they that they do to deal with these problems. In this case, it's fighting, complaining, angry. Some people and other problems will turn to alcohol or you know the eating to get overweight. So take an overweight person that has a problem. They eat to overcome their depression. If they fix their depression, they don't get to eat anymore, and they really don't want to stop eating. In other words, Megan Rapino, if this gets solved, she doesn't really she, she can't complain anymore. She can't get on TV anymore. She can't yell. She can't fight. She can't argue. So if she fixes the problem, then the, then her her relevance the disappears. Of yeah, the the vice that they are partaking in to deal with this, they don't get to do it anymore, and so. Ultimately, it's way more fun for these people, and not necessarily fun, but it gives them that charge that that you know it, they don't get to have the they don't have the problem anymore. You yeah. follow what I'm saying? No, I think that there's you a know? lot of truth to that. Thanks for the call. Righteous anger, righteous anger, is a big driver of emotion on social media. If you are angry and you can make yourself look like the saint, and the other person look like the sinner you're not really incentivized to change those power dynamics. Because if you paint your foe as an evil, awful human being, then if you sit down and try to make things better, it's like you've taken away your power dynamic then. Your power dynamic is predicated on righteous anger and claiming that somebody else is evil. If you try to actually change things for the positive, then you take away the jet fuel of your anger, which on social media makes you viral, and makes you a sensation. That's why I've said, look, if Colin Kaepernick came back as a backup quarterback, his story is over, and it isn't very interesting. His power is gone. His righteous anger is gone forever because he's just a dude taking a paycheck. Just like I said, when he settled his lawsuit against the NFL, it's funny to me, like Jonathan Reed, that safety for the Carolina Panthers, he's like, oh, Jay-Z's a sellout. Dude, you legit sold out your lawsuit for money. You are getting paid to play a game for money. You are selling out way more than Jay-Z is. Who's up next? Tony in Chicago. Tony, what you got for me? Yeah, I was just, uh, first of all, that was a great monologue, and that's an important topic uh, that you brought up there. I really enjoyed that. Uh, but I just think that this is a problem for society as a whole. I just think that we are not trained on how to think. Uh, from birth, we're told what to think by our parents, our community, school. Everybody's teaching us what to think to do. This is what you need to be afraid of. This is what's important to you. And we grow up as beings, you know, when we make decisions in our life which make us feel successful or pretty smart, but we really never learn how to think, how to check our thoughts and our feelings with reality, whether yeah. or not they're supported by evidence, whether yeah. how to check our thoughts, and we have great pride in being right, and we want to be right, and we don't have any pride, we have shame, as a matter of fact, in being wrong. Yeah. You know, and I just think that that's a terrible way to have society, but I don't think it's going anywhere uh, for a very, very long time, because, uh, you know, learning how to think is not beneficial to a lot of people, and, you know, uh, we were convinced that 
you know, Mexicans and immigrants are problems, you know, when in fact, and lowering our pay, and when in fact it's the big companies, you know, we never question anything, you know, we say, uh, you know, this is what's true when we never question, you know. Thanks, thanks for the call. Think- I, I think, no, I think, you're, I think you're hitting on something that is interesting, which is people are being validated based on their emotions today. It doesn't really matter what side of the political equation or what team you root for or anything else. Social media is a very emotional platform. And so if you challenge somebody's emotions, if you challenge the way they feel, they are responding in an angry fashion. So when I was a kid, I was a fearful kid. You might have a kid now. I've got one of my kids is kind of a fearful kid. Because you're constantly barraged with stories that are awful, right? Bad stories sell in the media because they provoke emotional responses. But they aren't necessarily representative of the larger day-to-day life that we live. For instance, mass shootings terrifies everybody. Regardless, I think, of where you're from. If you hear a car backfiring, your first thought is, oh my God, has somebody got a gun? It's insanely unlikely that you will be involved in a mass shooting. Just like it's insanely unlikely that you will be attacked by a shark. But every time I walk into the water at the ocean, I think I'm going to get eaten by a shark. And every time I'm in a public venue, I talked about this on the show I think for a minute, like when we were doing Radio Row, Danny G, you remember this? Like, I was like, I can't believe we're broadcasting from the Mall of America in Minnesota. Anybody, any knucklehead could walk in here with a gun and like all of the media row is here in a sitting duck. And I think like this is an, like an incredible easy target that would draw a lot of attention. And so understanding what's real and what's unlikely to occur for instance, I think, you know, it, 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 is, it is a stat that's going to blow people's mind. You are two and a half times as likely to be killed by a train as you are by a mass shooter in this country. Blows people's mind. Average 250 people get killed by trains every year. 100 people in a country of 320 million die from mass shooting. Now, I'm not saying death's not a major issue and we shouldn't be trying to combat any type of death. We do the train advertisements during the course of this show sometimes. Don't get hit by a train. Pay attention when you're crossing tracks. But fear and emotion is such a powerful thing in this country today that if you take a step back and just say, Neil deGrasse Tyson found this out. When you try to speak truth and facts and data to people who are convinced emotionally of an issue, they react angrily when you actually share factual information with them. I'll continue to take some calls from you guys as we close out. Uh, we got to get uh, Eddie Garcia's update when we come back. I'll take a couple more of your calls in an hour or two. College football season zero, week zero is here. We'll talk about that with uh, Barrett Salee. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their michelin test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Here's the deal. As we come up on uh, on hour one, go back and listen to it. We made the world a better place. We go into hour two. I want to talk about this. Ezekiel Elliott, Jerry Jones, 
seems like things are getting more contentious. Stephen Jones, Jerry Jones's son, basically said, you know what, I don't think Zeke's agent is doing a very good job. The war of words is building down in Dallas. What is the choice that Jerry Jones is faced with? He just signed Jalen Smith to a long-term $35.5 million guarantee uh, money. Linebacker, stud player for the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott, contract is up at the end of this year. Obviously, you have the franchise possibility if you need to, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, but that's going to cost you a ton of money because it requires you to pay the top uh, salary for a white, for a quarterback. It also probably provokes some disappointment among Dak Prescott's camp, and you don't want to end up in a Kirk Cousins situation necessarily. Amari Cooper is being quiet so far, but he has to want $20 million ish a year, 17 18 I would think, at a minimum uh, for a multi-year deal with a lot of guaranteed money. How do you handle Ezekiel Elliott? And a lot of people, myself included, have been talking about this in the context of Emmett Smith, saying let's go back to 1993 and think about the way Jerry Jones handled that situation then. But to be fair to Emmett Smith, this is not really a very analogous situation because Emmett Smith actually didn't have a contract when he was sitting out. Theoretically, Ezekiel Elliott still has two years left on his deal. I think Ezekiel Elliott is still down in Cabo. You've got Pollard, the running back, fourth-round pick out of Memphis that is performing at a very high level right now. We already saw James Conner step in for Le'Veon Bell, and the Pittsburgh Steelers offense didn't miss a step. Is it possible that the Dallas Cowboys' success is predicated so much in how good their offensive line is that ultimately there are a lot of running backs who could have had a somewhat similar level of success to Ezekiel Elliott, and therefore he is overrated to a certain extent based on the situation he entered more than his own individual talent. And if that is true, should maybe Jerry Jones draw a hard line in the Texas dirt here and say, Zeke, I'm not paying you. You've got two years left on your contract. Show up or don't, but we think we can win at a high level even without you. I think that's a real interesting debate that I believe is becoming closer and closer to fruition right now if these two sides are still far apart in terms of what their value is. How much should Ezekiel Elliott get? How would you handle this if you were Jerry Jones? The Dallas Cowboy decision-making as we come back for Hour 2. Plus, Barrett Salee from CBS Sports. College Football Week Zero is back. We'll dive into Florida, Miami, and Arizona, and Hawaii, and the larger college football universe as well. And then in Hour 3, we're going to be joined by Dr. David Chow. What's the latest on Andrew Luck? Injury situations in the NFL. All that to come on OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Pacific. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, 300 plus uh, stations nationwide. Appreciate all you AM FM affiliates. Appreciate all of you listeners spending your Thursday morning with us. I think, as I just teased as we went to break, the decision that Jerry Jones is facing with Ezekiel Elliott is an utterly fascinating one that, to a lesser extent, the LA Chargers also have with Melvin Gordon. But it essentially boils down to this. What is the value of a running back, even a top running back, in today's NFL? And if you look at the trajectory of salaries in the NFL, the running back has stagnated 
and even began to decline as a function of the overall increasing value of other positions. Right now in the NFL, if you were just telling somebody, hey, what position do you want to play solely based on the finances that it can entail? Quarterback is obviously the answer. Quarterbacks make more money, have longer careers than anybody else in the NFL. Uh, Also, you could tell them, hey, you know what else you should do? You should maybe be a left tackle or right tackle in the event that you are blocking for a left-handed quarterback, but you have long careers at right and left tackle. It's a relatively rare skill set. On the defensive side of the ball, where would you tell them to play? You could tell them to play defensive end or increasingly a little bit defensive tackle if you can get to the quarterback, like an Aaron Donald. Uh, at defensive tackle, that is, depending on whether you're in a 3-4, That's Anyway, get to the quarterback. If you are a defender on the defensive line and you can get to the quarterback, you get paid incredibly well. Or if you're an outside linebacker in the 3-4. But rush the quarterback. Get to the quarterback, get him down. Or you play corner back and you are able to defend a wide receiver. Wide receiver, decent salaries. They continue to grow in a big way. What do all those things connect to? The passing game. Passing has revolutionized things in the NFL. And the running attack has become a secondary focus. And so with the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones is in potentially his own salary cap hell, which comes when you get a lot of good young players under initial rookie contracts, but eventually you're going to have to make up the money they didn't make under those rookie contracts. Jalen Smith's a good example on the defensive side of the ball. Guys drafted out of Notre Dame, injured, uncertainty about exactly what his career is going to be like based on that injury that he suffered, comes into the NFL, works his ass off, turns into a stud at the linebacker position, and Jerry Jones rewards him with $35.5 million. Last season, Dallas Cowboys are sputtering. Amari Cooper is out there for the taking. Jerry Jones, I think in a smart strategic move, is saying, Not only do we need a big-time playmaker at wide receiver down in Dallas, but we really need to get a big-time playmaker at wide receiver to see whether or not Dak Prescott is the long-range answer at the quarterback position for us. And so they make an aggressive move. Go get Amari Cooper. It pays off in spades. Down the stretch for the Dallas Cowboys, they go 7-2, and win a ton of games based on Amari Cooper's ability to exploit opposing defenses Dak Prescott's overall passer rating surges with an ability to have a major downfield threat that everybody has to respect and Ezekiel Elliott goes honestly from being the focal point of the offense to just being a part of the offense and so now the dispute is ongoing Jerry Jones after I believe it's Tony Pollard I believe his first name is Tony Pollard uh Tony Pollard rushes in the fourth round draft pick out of Memphis has been phenomenal through the first two preseason games. And after the second preseason game, Jerry Jones jokes, Zeke who? And do we still have the Zeke who audio of the guy laughing so uproariously in the background like Jerry Jones has just told the greatest joke in the history of mankind? We'll pull that in a second for you. But the most recent commentary publicly from Jerry Jones is this. Ezekiel Elliott upset about that joke. Here is Jerry Jones saying, I've earned the right to make that joke. I've earned the right with Zeke to joke. Period. Right. I've earned it. So, have you guys had any conversations since then at all? No. No. Okay. But let me be real clear about it. I've earned that right to joke. 
Now, that statement in and of itself is interesting because there's two ways I think you can take it. When he says, I've earned the right to joke, one easy read on it is I backed Ezekiel Elliott against Roger Goodell in the NFL when everybody else ran from him over this domestic violence allegation. And so I deserve and have earned the right based on our relationship, based on the fact that I was standing up for Ezekiel Elliott when nobody else would, based on the fact that I spent millions of dollars defending him and said publicly that I didn't believe he deserved to be suspended. I can say whatever I want about Ezekiel Elliott now because I was there for him in the darkest part of his career. And by the way, props to Jerry Jones there because one of the challenges we have in society today is, and we just saw it happen up at Wisconsin with a wide receiver. We've seen it happen down at Baylor. Saw it happen at Tennessee. When a guy gets accused of a crime, whether he's charged or not, and it's a crime alleged against a woman, a lot of people won't defend him in any way because they're afraid that they'll get tarred and feathered by the Me Too community. You know how we had last year, year before that, whenever it all kind of blew up with the Harvey Weinstein story? Hashtag believe all women. Remember when that was out there? And you're like, oh, if a woman says something, you have to believe her. I came on the radio show. I said, it's crazy. Just like it would be crazy to say hashtag believe all men. Men lie, women lie. Foundation of life in this world. People lie. Sometimes they're men, sometimes they're women. Sometimes they're white, sometimes they're black, sometimes they're Asian, sometimes they're. You can't believe anybody based on their identity. That's identity politics. And then you're making a decision on facts, not based on facts, but whether you want them to emotionally be true. It's like the Jesse Smollett case, it's like the Michael Bennett case. Like LeBron James, racial slur on the on the gate. So many of these stories disappear. Never any evidence they ever happen. People want them to be true, and they go ahead and buy all in, and then there's no foundation there. I told you guys at the time, I read the Ezekiel Elliott case. I said, man, there's no way you can spin this guy. I was on Jerry Jones's side. Defended him. Spent a couple million dollars fighting Roger Goodell, publicly standing up for a guy in the middle of this Me Too era when every guy's supposed to be guilty when a woman says he's guilty, Jerry Jones had Ezekiel Elliott's back. So that's one way you could take that quote. The other way you could take that quote is Jerry knows a lot of stuff that Ezekiel Elliott was also involved in and he's helped him out to keep that from going public. And it's kind of a threat slash warning of, you don't want to go there with me. Both of those signs, regardless, are signs that negotiation is not going very well. And before I go into the negotiation aspect of this and the decision that has to be made, here is Jerry Jones initially making the joke. And I think the best thing about this joke, Zeke, who is not exactly the greatest joke of all time, it's how much whoever this media member is laughs. Like, Jerry Jones has just delivered the greatest joke in the history of mankind. Listen to this cackle. You would think Jerry Jones is just, he just delivered the greatest Netflix special line in the history of comedy based on the way this dude reacts. What's your best negotiator with Zeke? Who? Pollard. Zeke who? 
<laughs> There's the laugh. There is the ridiculous uh, laugh. And here is uh, Stephen Jones, who is Jerry Jones's son, who is a high-ranking Cowboy official. He was on with Rich Eisen, and he got asked about Ezekiel Elliott. And this is the latest news that suggests negotiations ain't going that well down at Big D. How often are you talking with Zeke's team these Very days? Very rarely. Uh, you know, you kind of, you know, there's this uh, perception out there about negotiations that, uh, you know, there's uh, these ongoing talks and uh, they go on hours at a time. And, you know, that's just not the case. So he's not talking very often. He also said that he didn't think the agent was doing the best job of representation. Now, it's partly the agent's job to be the bad guy in negotiations like these, right? That's why you have an agent. Because otherwise, your relationship can get polluted if you are Jerry Jones and you're Ezekiel Elliott and you are sitting down and you are negotiating with each other. Now, it always is an intriguing question. How much difference does the agent make? Well, that depends on how good of an agent you have. There are good agents and bad agents all over the country. And certainly, athletes have both good and bad agents. But I think the bigger issue here that we're running into is what is a running back worth? Because Ezekiel Elliott is trying to sell his labor as a running back at a time when the position of running back is fundamentally being undervalued to a large extent based on, I shouldn't say undervalued, fundamentally being valued lower to a large extent based on the way the game is evolving and based on the way that we see, even when highly paid running backs are replaced, their teams don't really seem to have that much of an issue. Two great examples in recent history. Le'Veon Bell is scheduled to make $14 million a year. He's replaced by James Conner when he doesn't show up to work. James Conner is making $500,000 a year. From a pure dollars and cents perspective, Le'Veon Bell is set to make 28 times as much money to play football as James Conner did. If you are a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, did you watch that offense last year with James Conner and think Le'Veon Bell was worth 28 times what James Conner was worth? Now, James Conner might well have been undervalued at $500,000 a year, he may well be a running back that's worth five or six million dollars a year. But the end result here is the drop off was not that significant between Le'Veon Bell and James Conner. In fact, if you look at the numbers, for instance, per touch, James Conner was better last year. He had more touchdowns last year as well than Le'Veon Bell did. So that suggests to me that at $14 million a year, Le'Veon Bell was overpaid. You say, okay, what does overpaid mean? In a salary cap structure, if you pay a guy big money, then that's somebody else who can't get that money. And that's the challenge that Jerry Jones is facing right now in Dallas. Other big example. We don't know what's going on exactly with Todd Gurley's knee, but we know that the Rams needed a backup to Todd Gurley during their playoff run. They went and got C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson was an unemployed running back. He came in and he outperformed in the playoffs Todd Gurley for a fraction of Todd Gurley's salary. Jerry Jones not dumb. You don't become as wealthy as he did 
without being able to analyze risk and fairly peg value. I'm telling you, Ezekiel Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott has got a $25 million contract right now. I think he's fairly paid. He's got two years left. If I'm Jerry Jones, I call Ezekiel Elliott's bluff. I say, we'll roll out there with Tony Pollard. You got a contract. You're well paid. I don't want to set the precedent that I negotiate with guys who have two years left on their contract. I'm not tearing up your deal. You either show up or you don't. You can be Le'Veon Bell if you want to. You can sit out a year or two. But remember, you're still under contract to me. Unlike Le'Veon Bell, who didn't show up for his uh, for his franchise tag, you actually have two years theoretically left on your deal. Ezekiel Elliott has no power here. Zero at all. All right, when we come back, we're going to be joined uh, by the uh, universe of college football. Going to switch to the universe of college football with Barrett Salee from CBS Sports. Florida and Miami are playing this weekend. Arizona going up against Hawaii. College football week zero is here. What is the larger structural universe of college football look like? Alabama, Clemson, who else? We'll talk about all that and more with Barrett Salee. Appreciate you guys spending your Thursday morning with me. This is Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual 
manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application with Express Employment Professionals, you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier by letting the professionals at Express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team. Express Employment Professionals is your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Live from the Geico Outkick Studios. Appreciate all of you spending your morning with us. Joined now by Barrett Salee. And uh, I just uh, put up a a question that I think is an interesting one that maybe catch a lot of people nationwide by surprise. The ACC Network is officially launching today. Uh, We already Mm -hmm. have the SEC, the Big Ten, and the Pac-12 Network. The ACC Network launching today. Uh, And the question I have up is, Many cable and satellite companies aren't carrying it. Are you willing to change your cable or satellite company to get it? And we have uh, hundreds of people have voted so far. Uh, let's see, almost a thousand. Ninety-two percent of people are saying no. They would not change their cable or satellite company to get it. That's not exactly a uh, ringing endorsement for the ACC network. No, it's not. Um, full disclosure, I have Hulu and cut the cord two years ago, so I will have it. I don't know exactly when that will pop up, but uh, no, it's not a ringing endorsement. And I think, um, look, I, the ACC felt like they had to do this because of the exposure the SEC got from, from its network, and, and rightfully so. Um, I think the, the, the idea that it's going to be carried uh, by certain providers that's sort of an outdated, um, you know, view of how uh, successful these are going to be, in my opinion. It's still that. I think more than anything else, um, you have to find a way from a digital perspective to um, set yourself up for the future, whatever that may be. And a lot of people don't know what that is. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I think that's the biggest thing is um, what's the infrastructure beyond simple carriage? Because, you know, the SEC had the most successful launch in cable uh, television history. But two years later, the reasons for that were completely irrelevant um, because of, of everything that took place in terms of digital streaming. So I think that's the more important thing. And quite honestly, I, I Clay, you might have. I haven't seen a specific plan as to how they are going to compete in that digital age. Yeah, no, I think it's fascinating because the SEC network, obviously the Big Ten network was first, and it has been wildly successful for the Big Ten the SEC network launched at the absolute perfect time, right before the cord cutting, everybody abandoning their cable and satellite subscriptions era began. 
And I think the ACC network now, and that was, by the way, five years ago, I think the ACC network is launching with a great deal of headwinds. And I think there's a lot of people out there listening to us right now that are starting to get almost streaming fatigue. Like, I don't know about you, Bear, but I was like sitting around the other day as this Disney Plus starts to uh, to uh, advertise, you got young kids. I've got young kids. I'm sure we're going to sign up for Disney Plus. I saw the new <laughs> advertisement course. for Apple, the new television show they're doing with Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get Apple Plus or whatever Apple streaming device they got. We got WWE. We got Hulu. We got Amazon Prime. We got Netflix. A lot of people out there start to say, wait a minute. I thought I was going to save money with this streaming thing. And then when you factor in HBO now and everything, you're paying as much or more now for streaming as you were for the initial cable bundle. You are. And, and I think the interesting part about the, the latest development with Disney Plus is the bundle with ESPN Plus and Hulu. Yeah. Because if, if Hulu, I have Hulu Live and I've loved it for two years. If those two things get wrapped into the Hulu Live subscription, not just the regular Hulu subscription, there has not been – a decision or, or an announcement on that specific angle yet. But if you're paying for Hulu live television and you get ESPN plus and Disney plus, then that's game over. Like that's the one everybody's going to go to. Right. Um, so um, because of that, I wonder, okay, so the ACC aligned itself with ESPN, I think for a bit for, for ESPN plus primarily, and maybe, and you know, this is far off. I mean, they made the decision to partner with ESPN five, six years ago, but um, the, the lack of announcements of carriage, the lack of, of, of effort to really go all in for DirecTV and Dish and all these things from the ACC network, to me anyway, suggests that whatever ESPN has cooking, and it's probably what we just talked about, a big sort of streaming bundle, um, then the ACC network doesn't really care all that much because it, know, it knows it's going to get into um, you know, a situation where pretty much everybody's going to have it whether they like it or not because they are paying for um, you know one of well, a service that that groups what four or five services into it yeah here's an answer for you by the way I always like to see what the first 1500 or so people who vote in my polls end up voting because usually whether 20 or 30 or 40,000 or whatever the total number ends up being, it's roughly approximate to what the first 1,500 people voted. And that's interesting because if you pay attention to polls, usually they say like, hey, we sampled 13, 14, 1,500 people nationwide to try to get a read. And obviously I'm not saying my audience on social media is perfectly representative of the nation, but I would say, you probably agree with this, my audience is a lot more college football and college basketball fans than the nation would represent, right? 100%. Yeah, yeah, through 1,600 votes, 93% of people say they wouldn't be willing to switch (laughs) to get the ACC network. Yeah, I mean, and and that, I think, speaks to fan base and and, and passion, really, too. I mean, here's the thing. The ACC right now, uh, you view it as Clemson, period, end of story. Uh, And I know Virginia just won a national championship in basketball. You still only view it as Clemson because the, the, the general interest from the casual fan who would or would not be buying this really doesn't care all that much about a Virginia-Wake Forest game on January 15th. I mean, they just don't. Um, and, and they know that when college basketball matters, then they're going to have those games in the conference tournament on, on ESPN, maybe the ACC Network early on. Um, and, and then beyond that, you know, CBS, Turner – 
uh, for the for the NCAA tournament. So uh, it all moves because of football, and there's just not a whole lot to get excited about um, beyond Clemson. Now, that said, the one thing that the ACC Network needs more than anything else right now is to Miami is for Miami to go out there and absolutely destroy Florida. Yeah. Because if they can if they can sell the U being back and then supplement that with maybe Florida State laying a whipping down on Boise State next weekend, then suddenly you have three teams that are of you know high profile teams that okay maybe you can sell them a little bit more because right now I mean it's it's Clemson and, and Clemson alone and you know we have Clemson oversaturation as it is because of what they've done the last seven eight years. All right, let's go down. Uh, big game on Saturday. You just hinted at it. Florida playing Miami. This used to be a huge rivalry game. Uh, it is taking place in Orlando at a neutral site. First game for Manny Diaz. You got second season of Dan Mullen. A uh, lot of uncertainty on the Florida Gator offensive line. A lot of uncertainty at the quarterback position for Miami. What happens in this game on Saturday? I think the casual fan's not going to like it because it is going to be super, super ugly. Yeah. Uh, bet the under. I'm, uh, on, I'm, already, I, I, I'm already on the under in a big way. I haven't even given out my pick. <laughs> so that's a, early, I'll just go ahead and agree with you there. I'm on the under. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored. No, and, and the reason is simple. Both these teams struggle on the offensive line, like you mentioned with Florida, but Miami uh, as well. And, and both defenses are, are ultra-athletic. Miami more established. Uh, Florida – you know, has has holes here and there, but still, I mean, they're Florida players. They, they can play. Um, so, you know, I just think you're going to see a ton of pressure on both sides. And and for Miami, you compound that with Jaron Williams making his first meaningful, taking his first meaningful snap uh, in his first start as a Miami quarterback. Now, I think the line adjusted a little too much when he was announced as a starting quarterback because Jaron Williams can play. I mean, he's a really, really good player, four-star kid out of Metro Atlanta. Um, probably the most talented raw talent of, of the three guys that were in that battle. So um, I, I do think, you know, the idea that he's just going to come out there and be blinded by the moment, I, I don't know about that, uh, but he is going to be blinded by a lot of pressure, as is Felipe Franks, the Florida quarterback. So I just think it's going to be super ugly. Um, you know, I think Florida wins it. I, I do think, though, um, that, that Miami will have the ball late with a chance to win. Uh, but again, uh, defenses are going to rule the day, and, and I think uh, because of that, Florida's going to escape with a close win. All right, so the other game that's going on is Arizona and uh, Hawaii. Kevin Sumlin, year two. Are there reasons for optimism in your mind for Arizona? Oh, man, hell yeah, there is. I cannot wait to watch Arizona Saturday night because I talked to Sumlin a couple, I guess last week, and Khalil Tate's healthy. I mean, this time two years ago, or last year, Clay, we were all talking about Khalil Tate being the Heisman contender and joining Kevin Sumlin's offense and just lighting the world on fire. He was hurt all last year with a shoulder, with a, with a toe, and an ankle. And the ankle injury happened in week two, and they lost the first two games. And then people just stopped paying attention to Arizona and stopped paying attention to Khalil Tate. That kid threw 26 touchdown passes and threw for nearly 2,600 yards with all of those injuries last year. And you know he can run. So if you can combine that, because he absolutely developed as a passer last year, uh, with what he can do healthy on the ground, you've got the most electric player in college football, bar none, hands down, more electric than Trevor Lawrence, more electric than Tua Tonga-Vailoa. I mean, he, he is awesome. And Kevin Sumlin said he's the fastest human he's ever seen. But they also have another fastest human they've ever seen in J.J. Taylor. Over 1,200 total yards last year. Great uh, punt returner, great kick returner, uh, little guy, but... You combine him with Khalil Tate, 
Arizona's going to use their speed, and they've got a whole lot of it. So I can't wait to watch the game against Hawaii. Uh, I think it's going to be the most entertaining game uh, of the early season slate, not just week zero, but maybe through week one, week two. It's going to be so much fun to watch Arizona. And I tell you what, I've got Arizona at 9-3, and three, and if they can spring an upset here or there, they might win the Pac-12 South. All right, let's go into the larger college football universe. We're talking to Barrett Salee. He's at CBS Sports. Uh, you can read him there. You can find him on Twitter. I'll tweet out uh, the link to his Twitter profile, uh, and you can grab that uh, later uh, from my Twitter account. All right, so um, Alabama and Clemson, I-, I think, are pretty much everybody out there would acknowledge on a different level and have been on a different level for much of the last five years. Who else in your mind is going to contend with Alabama and Clemson for the national championship this year? What teams uh, would you put in the mix with them? Well, I would, I would argue that Georgia is not necessarily on that level because they don't have the rings, but they're on that level. They just don't have the rings. I mean, from a talent perspective, uh, they are on par, and, and some would argue, I wouldn't, but some would argue based on recruiting, uh, more talented than Clemson and Alabama. And so I think Georgia, uh, hands down, has the best chance. Um, they, the thing with Georgia is they have to get over the Alabama hump, and they have to, and if they don't, then they have to hope that a unique set of circumstances plays itself out uh, where a door opens for a second SEC team to get in the playoff, a lot like it did for Alabama two years ago. So um, that's the one thing I think uh, that Georgia fans should be concerned about, and Alabama fans to an extent too, because if they lose, then they're going to have to have that circumstance open up as well. Um, beyond those three, uh, I think it's a pretty significant drop to a group that includes Ohio State, Oklahoma, um, you know, teams like that, uh, Texas A&M, I would say, is on the, the extreme fringe of that, uh, along with Michigan, um, you know, and, and, and maybe some other teams along, uh, along with them. LSU, I'd say, is even a step down from there. I think the tier behind Georgia, Clemson, Alabama is, at this moment, uh, Oklahoma and Ohio State. And, and whether they ascend to con- true contender status really you know, depends on, on Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma and Justin Fields at Ohio State, because... If those two play up to their potential, then they're gonna then, then those teams are gonna be championship caliber. If they're just sort of okay or a little bit more than okay, then they're still gonna be competitive. They still might make the playoff, but they might be more like you know the Jake Browning Washington team or the Connor Cook Michigan State team or the JT Barrett Ohio State team that made the playoff but really had no chance of winning it. Who do you think will have a better year, Tua or uh, Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor, for a couple reasons. One, the best wide receiving core outside of Tuscaloosa is in Clemson, South Carolina, and the running back group is better than Alabama. So the, the offense, you're going to have to account for a ton of it um, and, and more different aspects of it if you're an ACC defense. Uh, so Trevor will have a little bit easier time, plus your ACC defenses, not SEC defenses. So the ones two are going to go up against are quite a bit better on top of the fact that I do think Alabama is going to be a little less pass-happy than they were last year um, and, and a little more ball control. So from a statistical standpoint, uh, I think it'll be Trevor. I think he's going to win the Heisman Trophy, barring injury. And quite honestly, I don't even think it's going to be close. If Clemson goes out and wins and, and continues to run roughshod over the ACC, you were talking about how the best thing that could happen for the ACC is Florida State, Miami sort of cycle back up from a football perspective. What is going to stop Clemson's run of dominance? Because Nick Saban has had an incredible run of dominance in Alabama, at Alabama, 
but there are a lot of other high-level programs in the SEC, right? Five mm-hmm. of the top 12 in the AP poll, four of the top eight. There have been other teams that cycle up and can challenge Alabama, even if the Crimson Tide typically is winning those challenges. What is there to stop Clemson from having a USC-like run based on them just being head and shoulders above everybody else in the conference? Because I'm not sure Taggart's the answer at Florida State. I'm not sure what's going to happen with Manny Diaz at the U. But those schools right now are so far beneath Clemson, it's it's crazy how much better they are than the rest of the ACC. It is. I, mean, I think, you know, Miami and, and Florida State, you know, getting right is, is not necessarily, you know, a prospect that could happen this year, two, three years down the road, maybe. I do think if Dino Babers at Syracuse gets a difference maker at quarterback, watch out for them, because I do think Syracuse actually has a, a really strong foundation and no one seems to talk about it. Uh, I think the biggest thing, though, would be, if you know, the one variable that hasn't hit that coaching staff, and, and that's mass departure. You know, we talk about Alabama, you know, turning over assistant coaches year after year after year after year. Well, Dabo Sweeney has built his program by doing the exact opposite. You know, Brent Venables has been there forever. Uh, Jeff Scott, uh, Tony Elliott, their, off, their co-offensive coordinators, have been there forever. So if, if they start look going elsewhere, if you start to see, you know, some mass turnover, how does Dabo Sweeney address it? And, and the answer is we don't know because he's never had the, the opportunity to, to address it himself. So I think if, if that starts to happen, then you're going to have maybe the last challenge for Dabo Sweeney to prove that he's an elite coach. I mean, he already is, but I'm talking about the greats of the greats, the greatest of all time. Uh, he hasn't had that, um, had that to address yet. Uh, so I, I think if, if, he doesn't handle, if that does happen and he doesn't handle it properly – then you might see Clemson take a step back or at least not be as dominant as, as they have been. Uh, but until that happens, I, I don't see anything getting in the way. And, and quite honestly, I don't see his coordinators leaving because it seems like Jeff Scott and Tony Elliott are perfectly fine being coordinators. Brent Venables obviously seems to be doing okay uh, you know, as a defensive coordinator. So uh, as long as that continues, I just don't see it slowing down. Four straight years, Urban Meyer beats Jim Harbaugh. Urban Meyer is now gone. Can Jim Harbaugh get the Big Ten East? Can he win a Big Ten title? Is this his year? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Jim Harbaugh is Les Miles from the final two, two or three years of Les Miles' career at LSU. He is too stubborn for his own good. He does not plan for variables. He wants to win his way and his way alone and cannot produce an offense that can win outside of its comfort zone because your defense is not going to, to play its game every single week. We saw that last year uh, against Ohio State, and we've seen it you know, countless other times. So if your defense has an off night, you're going to have to get in shootouts, and Michigan is thoroughly incapable of doing that. And I know they've hired Josh Gaddis as the offensive coordinator, and they're selling this whole speed and space offense, and that's great, and that's wonderful, and, and whatever. A, Josh Gaddis has never called plays, and B, I'll believe Jim Harbaugh takes his hands and his fingers off of that offense when pigs fly. It's just I don't see it happening. So uh, until those two things, um, you know, show that they can be successful this season, I'm in believe it when I see it mode uh, with Michigan, a lot like I've been, I'll believe, and I'll believe it when I see it mode uh, with LSU, not just, you know, through the end of the Les Miles era, but even with the Ed Orgeron era, I still think a lot of those problems still persist. 
Good stuff as always. Barrett Salee, go follow him on CBS Sports. I'll tweet out his handle. We will close out with Animal Thunderdome. Hour two conclusion next. It's Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. No limitations apply, however, to the Animal Thunderdome. Cue the music, boys. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. I have a bunch of disrespect to my face. Sam, you have a what? This is Animal Thunderdome. It is indeed. Danny G, what you got for me? All right, this is a tough one for South Africa. A well-known Lion Lodge owner, Leon Van Billion, who was 70, unfortunately was killed by his own captive lions on Tuesday. The three lions attacked this lodge owner, and they were shot dead so medics could attempt to save him. The neighbors from the nearby lodges responded and tried to help the victim, but unfortunately he succumbed to injuries. The animals have been put down authorities told so cnn what was he doing trying to feed him like no what? he was trying to fix a fence in their enclosure yeah a broken fence and they got him i mean this seems like a bad decision uh, by him yeah his death was confirmed by the mahala view lodge in a facebook post great loss for everyone the lodge said r.i.p uncle leon so his own lions killed him yeah but i mean they're lions I mean, I, I it's right, like you gotta, your own lions. This like, guy's uh, had him forever, though. Like he probably fed him and and pet him. You know? I mean, did he raise him from like uh, cubs? I mean, I, I I don't know. It doesn't say, but I mean, you got to figure he's the owner. He was the owner of a lion lodge, so I mean, he was probably close to the animals on the property. I guess I, I don't know. That seems like a uh, couldn't you fix the fence without the lions being inside <laughs> the enclosure? That's a great question. Uh, the story doesn't go into any of that detail, but. Yeah. Doesn't seem very smart to uh, me. Yeah, not a good way to go. No. No, All right, not this, ideal. This next story, Mike Leach actually tweeted this one out. And fishermen all around the world are in awe because a fish with two mouths is shocking everyone. The catch of a lifetime, they're calling it. A woman in upstate New York made this catch of a fish that has two mouths. This photo of the fish was uploaded to Facebook and has gone viral Debbie Geddes told Fox News that she caught this unique fish while she was out on Lake Champlain with her husband. Where is the second mouth? Is that, are they like side by side? I, how does it work? I didn't see the picture. You didn't see the picture? So no. how could I explain this? They're, they're uh, on top of each other. I mean, it looks like a big stacked sandwich. And what do they course- attribute that to? I mean, is this a natural <laughs> occurrence or is it some sort of pollution crazy like genetic freak move? Yeah, it's funny because they're asking her about it, and she's like, everybody has an opinion on this. Nobody is sure how this happened. All the comments underneath this story and under Mike Leach's page, everybody's trying to say that the lake is... Not healthy. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what people... Like, it's a Chernobyl thing. Exactly. But Lake yeah. Champlain is... Uh, it's is, not a bad lake, right? No, it's really clean. I mean, I, I think it's, it's a great... I mean, it's not a lake. You know, sometimes there's a lake, and you're like, I wouldn't eat a fish that came out of that lake. Mm-hmm. 
that that's not the case here. So it makes me think it's like a Siamese. Can you say Siamese twin? Is that offensive now? <laughs> well, it, this article says many are blaming pollution. Lake Champlain, it's known to be somewhat clean, but also they say there has been some sewage dumping from Canada. They're blaming Canada. Oh, Canadians, of course. Let's and blame Canada. Many of these fish are stocked, the article says. So, yeah, so there is a little shot to Canada here in the article. Yeah, well, that's probably deserved. <laughs> uh, Canada. Uh, all right, what uh, what else we got? Quickly here, a musician. Ju- uh, we got to do it when we come back. Okay. We got to do it when we come back. We'll tease it over to the top of hour three here uh, because they're saying we have to go to break. So uh, when we come back, top of hour three, we're going to be joined by uh, David Chow here in a little bit, NFL expert. If you're drafting fantasy, if you're paying attention for gambling purposes, who's healthy, who's not, he's going to join us every Thursday in hour three during football season. Uh, He will be with us in the second segment. First segment, we'll dive back into Animal Thunderdome and all the big stories out there. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios. Appreciate you spending your Thursday morning with us as you wake up across the country, as you take your kids into school, whatever you may be doing to start off your day. There are several stories that we are tracking. The ongoing battle between the uh, Dallas Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott continues, and it appears to be growing a bit more contentious as we head into the NFL preseason week three. Andrew Luck, he's not practicing all week. What is going to happen with him as we move closer to the start of the NFL season? We'll talk with Dr. David Chow coming up shortly. Major League Baseball players have been told, stop buying, what would you want to call these, male enhancement pills, I guess, maybe is the way to define that. Yeah, people gas know them as gas station pills. Gas station pills that are designed to make your manhood more impressive because it could cause you to miss games. These are like the penis enlargement pills, basically, I right? Mean, what people what are they really buying? call them, I didn't want to say on the air, but it's that character from, um, oh, God, what was the TV show where, yeah, Growing, Growing pains. pains, his best friend was Boner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, his best friend pills from the gas station. I got you. So are these things evidently are really popular then, I guess? Yeah, especially the Rhino Can you ones. imagine <laughs> if you made millions of dollars a year playing Major League Baseball that you would decide to buy gas station penis pills? Yeah, It doesn't make sense. I mean, this is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. That you would risk your career on gas station penis pills. is It's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard of pro athletes doing, such that Major League Baseball had to give an official warning saying, hey, don't do this. We've had two play- two different players test positive for this thing. Slumbusters, man. Slumbusters. I don't even tr- – I, I am like uh, a guy who doesn't like taking anything, right? Like, so I don't even like taking Tylenol. My wife makes fun of me because I, I'm not – like, I just don't like taking any kind of medication – and so the idea, if I were a pro athlete in this era where we constantly have athletes testing positive for performance-enhancing drugs, and what do they always say? Like Golden Tate said it. He was like, I was trying to, we were trying to get pregnant, right? Like he got suspended for the first four games, and that's his defense, is that we were trying to get pregnant. This seems to happen somewhat regularly. The last thing I'm doing is buying something at a gas station and taking it. When are Major League Baseball players even hanging out in gas stations that much to begin with? It's not like they're on buses, right? Like, you have to make a pretty concerted effort 
I pull up at the gas station. I go get my credit card. I put. I don't even go. I don't remember the last time I walked into a gas station, other than like on a long drive where I'm trying to get snacks for the kids. I pull up at the gas pump. I pull up my credit card. Boom, pay. I don't even go in. But if I did, the last thing I'm doing is walking around in the mail enhancement aisle, buying some random company's penis pills. You know what's going to happen, by the way. We probably have somebody who's going to pay millions of dollars to do penis pill ads, and they just pulled all their money. Oh, no. So unless you're willing to pay millions of dollars to me to talk about how great your penis pills are, probably not going to talk about how great your penis pills are. Certainly not going to risk my Major League Baseball career over it. So that is a story that is out there. Uh, Also, we have college uh, football returning. We just talked an hour or two with Barrett Salee. Uh, we've got Florida and Miami playing in Orlando. We got Arizona and Hawaii playing in Hawaii. That is the college football week zero contest. The ACC Network is launching today. Their first ever game is a week from today. Georgia Tech going up against Clemson. ESPN is putting a big push behind this. I believe they're going to be live at Clemson with game day-esque show, like to, for the kickoff of college football, they're trying to make this a really big event. But I'm intrigued by the response here uh, that this is this is interesting in and of itself. Uh, would you be willing? This is a big this is a big question. I think that a lot of people are facing. A lot of my listeners, I get this question all the time. How do you consume sports now? Are you doing it through streaming? through a satellite, through a network? Uh, Like, how do you get it? Like, I'm curious on you guys. I don't know that I've asked this question. So I have Comcast in my house, Comcast Xfinity or whatever it's called, regular cable. They're the cable provider in my uh, area of the country. Uh, In Down in Florida, where I spend probably, I don't know, a month, six weeks of the year, depending, we have DirecTV satellite. So I have both satellite and I have cable. I have never cut the cord. I have now on one of my televisions, I have like, you know, Apple TV. And so I also can stream, you know, games there. But I'm still a cable satellite guy when it comes to watching sports. What do you have, Danny G? So where I live in Burbank, we're not allowed to have any satellite dishes so I have to have cable, and it's Spectrum. Okay, so you've got cable, Spectrum. What about you, Dub? What, do you have one at all, or do you just steal from your parents and use their uh, codes? Yeah, I am a big-time thief when it comes to television. So, and this, like, of your, you're 25. You're the youngest guy on the show. Of your people who are around your age, how many people do you know that have a traditional cable or satellite subscription? I would say probably... 75% of my friends that are my age do not have cable. They Meaning, all have like an Apple TV or Fire Stick or whatever they choose, and they or Xbox, PlayStation, and they stream off that, use, just using internet. Using internet and or using your parents' uh, passwords to get in? Exactly. So that's if they ever crack down on password sharing, what would you do? <laughs> well, we'd have to go with the uh, YouTube TV route or Hulu Live TV probably. You, wouldn't get, would, you would go streaming? Yeah, I think so, probably. Uh, what about you, Eddie? What do you do? I've got DirecTV. Okay. Have you always had satellite? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, what about you, Roberto? 
I had DirecTV for many years. It got too expensive of like $150 a month I was paying. Cut the cord like two years ago, and I got PlayStation View streaming service. So let me just toss this out as an idea. First of all, it would seem to me to be a good move. We could Somebody should be paying us a lot of money to have an official cable or satellite or PlayStation, whatever it is. Somebody should just be like, come into OutKick, and everybody on the show should get the same thing, and it should be uh, part of an advertising package. Just tossing that out there. We got a pretty big audience. That seems like a good way to reach a large group of consumers. But the question that I have for you guys is one I just posed to my audience. What would have to happen for you to be willing to switch providers? And what I mean by that is, like, if you told me, hey, you've got to switch off of Comcast, the amount of work that I would have to do, not to mention the disruption to my life. I'm not talking about if you move to a different house different apartment, different condo. I'm saying you live in a place and you are going to switch from one provider to another. It would take a lot of effort, I think, for me to be willing to switch just because I feel like things wouldn't go smoothly. I might miss games. So the ACC network is not right now included in my Comcast package. I don't know if DirecTV has picked it up. I'm not sure about like Dish Network and all of those. I got it. You have it at your at my, at like yeah, play, uh, PlayStation View. All right. What would it take for like how big would the channel have to be for you to be willing to switch off of the provider that you have right now? Because there's a lot of people out there that, in addition to the ACC Network, which is launching today, which is why I was thinking about it, there are a lot of people. Let's say who have Directv. There's been a CBS dispute. Or an ABC dispute. Like when I was just down in Florida a couple of weeks ago, we didn't have ABC because there's some sort of carriage dispute over that. And as football gets closer, it's really frustrating to sit down in front of your television if you're paying $100 plus for cable or satellite, which virtually everybody is, and there's a game that you want to watch and it's blacked out, right? So what would it take for you to be willing to switch? And you guys in L.A., I've yeah. had to deal with this for the Dodgers for a while, right? Do you have the Dodger was, games yet? I was just going to say that, Clay. The only reason I haven't switched to a Fire Stick is because I have the Dodgers channel on Spectrum and also the Lakers. So for me personally, to switch, it would have to be somebody that could give me both of those channels. And it would take a lot of effort on your part to figure out exactly what uh, what channel. Now, some people out there, inevitably, Reddit guy just dives into my mentions because the Reddit guy is obsessed with this, right? Yes, you can illegally stream pretty much everything on Reddit, right? I know that this is true, and it's amazing to me how quickly Reddit guy wants to come in and be like, I just stream everything on Reddit. Oh, I just scream. There's a Reddit guy who's like, I just stream everything on Reddit. I never pay for anything. I steal everything. <laughs> At some point, that's going to get shut down on Reddit, right? Reddit is getting more popular. You can go in right now, and whatever the game is, you can type in, let's say, I mean, what what game's going on this weekend? Let's say you want to watch Florida and Miami. I think that's an ESPN game, I think, or ABC or whatever it is. If you don't pay for those channels, then you can go into Reddit, you can type in Florida, Miami, and there will be a bunch of illegal streaming versions of Florida and Miami that you can click on and watch. At some point, that's going to get shut down. Reddit is going to have so much liability from everybody. And look, I, I tested this. I couldn't believe it. I went, uh, when I was over overseas, at uh, when I went to go watch 
the Titans play the Chargers in London. I was in my hotel room upset that I wasn't able to watch a lot of the NFL games. And my kids are like, hey, Dad, if you just type it in you know, on Reddit, you'll be able to find every game and just stream it. And it worked flawlessly, right? Like, So you don't need NFL Sunday ticket right now. Just FYI, you go to Reddit and you type in any NFL game that you want to watch, it's illegally streaming there. I think that eventually those uh, those illegal streams are going to get shut down. It's a huge part of the traffic that Reddit has. And it also is there for like Game of Thrones or whatever else you want. Piracy is, I think, becoming a bigger and bigger issue. So is, and I'm not trying to throw Dub under the bus here because I don't think he's unique. So is password sharing, right? Like the number of young kids in their 20s who are cable and satellite password users of their parents is legion. So I don't know how this is all going to work out. I'm sure this is a big battle for Netflix and HBO Now and everybody else. But would you be willing, like, would anybody be willing to give up if you have cable and satellite, your cable and satellite for one particular channel? Because that's what, that's what say, the ACC network is trying to tell ACC fans to do. And I think that's just a hard sell. That's what the Pac-12 tried to do. Because the Pac-12 is still not on DirecTV and they were like, well, just give up DirecTV. And people are like, I don't want, you know, then I got to get a new satellite dish. And then I got to worry about switching over to a new company. And then all, people just don't want to go through the trouble of doing that. I'm a huge Dodger fan. No way in, no way in hell am I going to get Spectrum and pay $123, $130 plus for it. I have the MLB at bat. I have Apple TV at home. That's the way I, I stream it. And Do you I, get to watch the Dodger games? Yeah, yeah. I pay five dollars, four dollars a month for a service that shows my IP addresses somewhere else, and I'm able to watch Dodger games at home. Yeah, that's interesting because I've heard a lot of people doing that. Yeah, the IP address switch, which is so for people out there who are like, "Oh, how does this work?" By by the way, the amount of uh, of illegal uh, <laughs> advice we've just given in this segment by itself, <laughs> and, that, and that's how I watch the Lakers too. That's oh, how you watch man. the Lakers, too, is yeah. you get a, a different route for your AP. Allegedly. For IP. Because, again, so much of this is predicated on geographic location very often as to what you can watch and how you can watch. And so if you change your IP address, then you can watch the local L.A. sports while the IP address is showing you as living. Do you even know where your IP address shows you living? Uh, somewhere up north, I think. <laughs> somewhere up north in California or yeah, like Canada? The Bay Area, somewhere. The Bay Area. So you get L.A. area sports based on a false IP address. Yep. Dub, you steal your parents' uh, your parents' passwords. I just told everybody because Reddit guy is going to be out there. What about you? As, I, and by the way, uh, for those of us who actually are legally paying for what we watch, Jeez. which is only 60% of our show right now, is that correct? Yeah. Dub is cheating. <laughs> Roberto is cheating. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Roberto commutes every day from San Rafael, California, to the studios in Sherman Oaks. Yeah, it's uh, the Bay. It's amazing that he comes in from the Bay Area. I'm glad he's got his own airplane. Uh, what about you, Eddie? What would you? What would be required for you to give up Directv? Uh, if somehow the Steelers weren't available, that's the only reason I have Directv is because for Sunday, Sunday ticket. ticket. Yep, that's it. If it was gone and I had to go somewhere else, I'd go somewhere else. So. It is intriguing, right? Because I think this 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 challenge that the ACC network is going to find is for years and years, the way that television, particularly sports channels, gained popularity was people would threaten to leave, right? Like if you wanted back in the day when they rolled out ESPN2, 
I'm an old enough man to remember when ESPN2 got rolled out. ESPN was very smart and strategic about it. I remember one year in particular, they put Duke Carolina one versus two on ESPN2. And I was in college at the time, and everybody was like, what are they doing? This is madness, right? Like, in order to get Duke Carolina, you had to have ESPN2. And they put enough big games strategically on ESPN2 that they basically ensured that you had to have it. And the threat was, if you don't carry ESPN2, then your customers are going to leave and they're going to go elsewhere. I don't know that that's a threat that works for cable and satellite companies now. Because first of all, they're already losing subscribers. Because people are doing the cord cutting They're doing what Dub's doing because older people who tend to be cable and satellite subscribers are dying. Middle-aged people who have kids are just giving their passwords because they probably don't stream as much. So if you have a traditional cable or satellite package and your mom and dad, you're watching it on television and you're not streaming that much. So you just give that to your son or daughters or your kids who are off going away to school. And that way they can watch whatever they want without having to worry about it. It is, I think, a really fascinating sort of inflection point that we're in in terms of how media is consumed. And then simultaneous to the challenges for the cable and satellite bundle, you have all these different streaming services that are arising. People are going to be paying for Apple, Disney+, Plus, ESPN+, Plus, Hulu, uh, Amazon Prime, WWE Network, Netflix, all of these different HBO Now, if you want to use that, DAZN, all of these different streaming services are rolling in at the same time, and it's becoming more and more expensive to try and make sure that you can watch whatever program. Time Warner's about to release one. CBS is going to have one. All these different streaming services, it's going to be, I don't know. I, I am really intrigued to see how all this is going to shake out, but I'm not very optimistic about whether where the ACC network is right now as they launch based on the numbers that I see in this poll question. Again, my audience skews way more sports fans than the average American audience would be. And the ACC network, nearly 10,000 of you have voted and 93% of you say, no, I wouldn't change anything to make sure that I've got the ACC network so I can watch their games, football and basketball, when this launches. That ain't good for them, but I think it's part of a larger societal direction that we are headed where the individual networks don't have as much power. We'll talk about that maybe, I'm sure, more in the weeks and months ahead, but in the meantime, we're going to be joined by Dr. David Child next, and for those of you still hanging out waiting for more Animal Thunderdome, we will close out the show with Animal Thunderdome. Up next, it's Dr. David Chow. This is Outkick the Coverage. What's the latest on Andrew Luck? We'll discuss and his health on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts? You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their toyo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Every Thursday in this hour, in this segment, we'll be joined by Dr. David Chow at Pro Football Doc on Twitter. Waking up early for us down in Southern California to give us the latest updates on the world of injuries, particularly in the NFL. Um, and I got to start, first of all, thanks for getting up with us. I got to start with what I still think is the biggest story What's going on with Andrew Luck? If you're a fantasy uh, team owner, drafter coming up, or you're a gambler, the numbers on the Indianapolis Colts have been rising on Andrew Luck's MVP odds, on the odds of the Colts winning the division. How much concern do you see here? 
Well, there certainly is some concern once Chris Ballard explained the whole story that it wasn't just a simple calf strain. Five plus months in, they don't seem to know exactly the cause. It's still being described as high ankle-ish. Maybe Chris Ballard and on the inside, they know the real story. But from the outside, uh, it is very concerning to me that five months into it, that they were still ruling out the uh, ostrigonum bone and back of the ankle issue, as per Jim Ursay, et cetera, and getting new studies. And just think about this. I've said it for a couple weeks now. Andrew Luck will not be 100% for the start of this regular season. Period. Book it. Why do I say that? Five plus months in, the pain is still there and maybe even has evolved. What are the chances a couple more weeks of rehab, even if they switch up the rehab and specialization, that he'll get to 100%? Now, to be clear here, Clay, I'm not saying that Andrew Luck won't play week one. As a matter of fact, if this were dialing the clock back a couple years, I'm convinced he would play week one. He's looked pretty good in some of the warm-ups before the pre- last preseason game, but he's not 100% in his rolling out ability and really uh, lateral ability. But throughout this offseason and throughout the last recent period, Andrew Luck has said again and again, I've learned a lot from the shoulder injury. I have to listen to my body. I have to rehab the correct way. I have to take it one day at a time. I can't rush the process. So with that in mind, will he play if his ankle is 85 or 90%? Will he play if he is able to do everything in the pocket, but not everything outside of the pocket? Only Andrew Luck and the Colts can answer that question. And at this point, with his not practicing until next week, not only is that Charger game week one in question, that week two game against Tennessee is in question. If he doesn't play week one because he's not 100%, that easily could leak into week two and beyond. You mentioned the five-month uncertainty as to what exactly is the problem with him. You worked with the, at the time, San Diego Chargers. Obviously, they've moved to L.A. Do you remember a time when you guys spent months totally unable to diagnose what was causing a player problems? And if so, how frustrating is that, not only for the player, which I'm sure is incredibly frustrating, but also for a doctor not to be able to at least diagnose what the problem is because you can't treat it till you know what it is. Well, you know, we all have selective memories, and uh, I don't remember a situation like that, but if there was, it's probably because it was so frustrating I blocked it from my memory. Uh, Yeah, that'd be very disconcerting. But at least, and don't get me wrong, we're looking at this from the outside. I'm not criticizing the Colts or their medical staff. I know those guys. They're good guys. But here's the thing. It seems like the public perception is not only do they not know what it is, because that's okay, because, you know, we're not clairvoyant as physicians and what have you. What's concerning to me is not only do they not know what it is, they don't know what it, what it, they haven't ruled out everything at five months. I mean, that's the thing that gets me. There have been times where you go, and and I don't remember one that's taken five months with the magnitude of a star player like this. Sometimes you don't know, but you've you've figured out how to deal with it uh, and uh, have your arms around it. I'm not sure that they do. I'm not saying it's their fault, but I'm not sure that they do. Five months in, they were still going to new specialists. We would have been going to new specialists five weeks in, you know, <laughs> you know, not or or sooner. Five weeks only because it was the off season. So uh, there are some curious things here, and add to it Andrew Luck's attitude. And I'm not 
criticizing Andrew Luck. Uh, he's been through a lot on the shoulder. I just think his perspective may have changed. Now, when the lights start to go on as you start to week one, you might get the excitement and say, no, this is okay. It's just an ankle. It's not. Uh, it's my lead foot. It's not my shoulder. I can push this one a little bit. If he thinks that way, then he'll play. But if he says, no, I'm going to stick to my guns of, of being 100% because that's what I've resolved for myself, he's not going to play week one. He's not going to play week two against your Titans. Would you draft him for your fantasy team? Well, uh, the only time I've played fantasy is with my, with my older daughter, who actually starts uh, at South Carolina today, her first day of school. Proud of her. Uh, but uh, what I draft him, I mean, I'm not, I always say I'm an injury expert, not a fantasy expert. If you are going to draft Andrew Luck, I would probably draft him lower and get a bargain, thinking he's going to come back and do well later on. But you got to have somebody to start the first few weeks of the season, and and there are those players out there. So I would draft him lower down, but in combination with something else. But obviously, as as you indicated here, there's all sorts of uh, implications going forward on uh, the first few games of the seasons, or season totals, and other all sorts of implications from this. Uh, got another guy coming off an injury that is getting a lot of attention. Maybe not as much as you would anticipate, Cam Newton. Uh, do you think Cam will be 100%? What have you seen out of him as we move closer to the start of the season? I have pretty good confidence on Cam Newton. I get it. Everyone's nervous because of the, you know, second shoulder surgery and, you know, how last year ended up for him, etc. But based on what he said, based on his Instagram or whatever video of, of the doctor talking to him based on what's going on. I think I have reasonable confidence that he's going to be fine. Uh, with the quote stated arthritic damage in his shoulder, is he right now? I have reasonable confidence in Cam Newton's shoulder. Uh, you broke up there a little bit, but I still think we're going to stick with you here for a sec. Derwin James uh, had surgery. There's something about like a screw being bent. Like what's going on with him? Well, here's the deal. As a freshman, he had uh, a surgery in that same foot with a screw. Apparently, reports are that the screw bent and he's got a new stress fracture. Here's the issue with it. Not only is it a refracture, which makes things already a little bit harder, he has a bent screw, and apparently he's undergoing surgery today in North Carolina. With a bent screw, the screw is placed down the shaft of the bone. If the screw is bent, in order to get the screw out to put a new one in, you have to, quote, unscrew it. If you ever try to unscrew a screw that's bent, it toggles. Well, in drywall, it just toggles and makes a little bigger hole and it comes out. But in hard bone, and the stress fracture is only one area that's broken, the screw can't toggle. The screw literally could be stuck inside the bone. If that's the case, you either have to open the, the incision and plate around it, or literally open it and split the bone, get the screw out, and then repair it and bone graft it. This is why this is not going to be a six-week return. This is going to be late into this season, three to four months. If the Chargers could get their star safety back in December for sure, they would book it and take it right now. So that's something to watch throughout this season. And the Chargers have had bad injury luck. Last year it was Joey Bosa who missed a bulk of the season with the list rank. Hunter Henry with the ACL. Now they have Derwin James in addition to that. Russell Kung, their starting left tackle with the pulmonary embolism issue, and he may not play all season. Uh, another quarterback coming off of an injury, Jimmy Garoppolo looked very bad in his first game for the San Francisco 49ers. 
He's coming off of the ACL injury. Did he look recovered fully to you? How much of this is mental versus physical? Well, of course, I haven't examined him. There's certainly a mental component to this. I'm not sure how much is physical and how much is mental. He is going to get stronger as the season progresses. Uh, I mean, remember, he's not a quarterback with years and years and years of experience under his belt. He's had limited playing time and you know, now a long time off. Pretty clearly in those few passes in the one game, and it's just it's still early. He didn't seem to have confidence in his lead leg that had the ACL tear in stepping in the throws. He seemed to have felt pressure. He seemed not to step up. He didn't seem to play with a lot of confidence there. And uh, yeah, I think that's his first real you know live game action. I think he's going to get a lot better. But if you look back to the Deshaun Watson example from last year, they're not quite the same type of player. But Deshaun Watson, as we said before last season, was going to have a better second half of the season than in the first half. Look at his numbers. That was completely true. Jimmy Garoppolo might be along that same path. We're talking to Dr. David Chow, former physician of the, at the time, San Diego Chargers. You can follow him on Twitter at ProFootballDoc. He's joining us every Thursday in Hour 3, all football season long, to break down the latest injury news in the world of the NFL. Uh, the other uh, guy that is probably going to be at the top of, uh, of, of list in terms of running back, Derek Henry has returned to practice. I don't know if you've gotten to watch him on video at all. There was a calf strain issue. Uh, we're not sure whether he's going to play on Sunday or not, but are your concerns about him ameliorated to a certain extent based on the fact that he has now returned to practice? No question. You know, I saw the video, and as you know, the Titans, uh, Coach Rabel doesn't say much about injuries, and that's his policy, and that's his right. Uh, there's so not else, a lot else on him. But uh, the fact that he's returning to practice now is certainly a good sign. Obviously, at running back, you have to be fairly explosive. So I think he's going to be there, and I think uh, you're right. Uh, uh, worries are eased on him. Uh, by the way, appreciate this. I want to ask people out there who are listening to us, uh, I haven't been on Twitter today, but if there are particular players that you are interested in and you want to tag us as we do these segments moving forward, it's hard to keep up with everybody, right? There are 32 NFL teams, not to mention college and, 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 and everything else that can be going on that where you don't know where the injuries are going to materialize. I want to make sure we hit them all. Uh, so don't hesitate to reach out to me or at Pro Football Doc to ask questions uh, about these situations. I'm at Clay Travis. Is there anybody else, uh, Dr. Chow, that you think I should have asked you about that is an intriguing story to you right now as we come up on week three of the NFL preseason? Well, I'm kind of glad that you didn't ask me about him but because uh, he's been the dominant preseason story, Antonio Brown. And if you remember, we talked about it, and uh, I wrote it in my preseason injury report. I was very fully confident that Antonio Brown, in terms of his feet, would be there well before week one. And we all saw on hard knocks that uh, he is, and he's going to be. So at least uh, that story is uh, on his feet is, is behind us. The helmet, you know, who knows what the next turn is going to be. But the feet is behind us. And, and by the way, if any of your listeners want, if you go to at Pro Football Doc, pinned on the profile page is a link if you put in your email, you'll get a 60-plus page injury report, perfect for uh, draft time, fantasy draft time, and it's team by team. We go over the Titans, we go over the Patriots, we go over the Rams, we go over Todd Gurley. All the stuff that we talk about here is uh, searchable, findable, and uh, you know, hundreds of players are talked about in that uh, report. Outstanding stuff as always. Thanks for getting up early with us. We'll talk to you next week, my man. Thanks, Clay. 
That's Dr. David Chow at Pro Football Doc on Twitter. Go follow him. He's fantastic. If you're watching games, he will update you in real time with whatever is taking place with player injury and health as he sees it as a longtime NFL physician and uh, doctor. All right, let's go ahead. Uh, physician and doctor, kind of the same thing, huh? We'll dive back into Zeke, the ACC network a bit more and close out the Animal Thunderdome with you to close out the Thursday edition of the show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Welcome back, Geico OutKick Studios. Big stories that we're tracking for you. I'm sure we'll be discussing again tomorrow. What in the world are the Dallas Cowboys going to do with Ezekiel Elliott? What's going to happen with the ACC network launching, which is a pretty intriguing story in and of itself. And as we move into the NFL week three of the preseason, we've got several games going on tonight. Giants, Bengals, the uh, Redskins, Falcons, Panthers, Patriots, Ravens, Eagles, Packers, Raiders, and Jags, Dolphins all taking place. What will be the impact of those six games on the season? Will anybody materially distinguish themselves? Will we see, for instance, uh, the Redskins continue to uh, maybe get some significant snaps for Dwayne Haskins? What will happen with the Giants and Daniel Jones, who has been absolutely phenomenal so far, and will really kind of talk to the public for the first time since he got slammed by Baker Mayfield uh, over uh, that scenario? And uh, will we be able to avoid any injuries? What will happen with, uh, with Aaron Rodgers, for instance? Is he going to make his debut in the Matt LaFleur offense? All of those stories, really intriguing to watch. The Dolphins with maybe the most interesting quarterback battle going on right now between Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen. Who's going to win that one? We'll see what happens against the Jags. All those stories to unpack for tomorrow's show. Make sure you don't miss it. But we also have to finish... The Animal Thunderdome. Danny G, what were the stories we didn't get to at the end of hour two? All right, quickly, a musician, a famous composer. We've never heard of him because we're not fans of this kind of music. But Julian Gautier, he is best known for his residence with the Britney Symphony Orchestra since 2017, according to the BBC. He was mauled to death by a grizzly bear in a a remote area of Canada. Ugh. What was he doing there? He was traveling with a biologist on the Mackenzie River in the Northwest Territories. So he's a pretty famous dude if you yeah. were in the, like, in, into that universe of, uh, of music? Definitely. And listen to this, how this happened. Gautier was sleeping when the grizzly suddenly dragged him away sometime in the middle of the night, said the biologist, who realized what had happened around 7.45 a.m. on Thursday. How it's, do you, uh, hold on. Yes. Uh, Something suspicious is going on here. How do you not hear? If your boy gets dragged away by a gr- grizzly bear in the middle of the night and you don't notice, I don't care how deep of a sleeper you are, something's fishy there. Yeah. Last Thursday, she says that she noticed what had happened around 8 in the morning. Where are they sleeping? In a tent in a remote in a tent? Uh, yeah. If your man gets dragged by a grizzly they bear were in separate, out of a tent. They were in separate tents, but still, you would hear it. Why are they sleeping in separate tents? Well, it's not his partner. There were three people there, so I guess they're in their own tents. Okay. Well, whatever. Look, if you are sleeping with some friends, and you're all in different tents, and one of you gets dragged away by a grizzly bear, <sighs> and people don't notice till 7.45 the next morning... You have got the worst friends around. 
Yeah, it says that Gautier, the biologist, and another woman, a cellist, a famous cellist, had planned to canoe about 930 miles down the Mackenzie River. So that's what they were doing out there. Well, also, why are you camping with uh, with somebody of the opposite sex? And like, first of all, I'm not a camper, right? This is one reason why I don't go camp outside. I don't have any desire to sleep outside. All right, like you can sleep in like a building. That's why we created structures so we don't have to sleep outside. But sli- putting up separate tents. And then getting like oh, this is crazy to me. We, we're gonna have to spend some more time on this because I want I want more information about this story. A lot of bad decision making in my mind going on here. <laughs> Aren't you with me? Like if I don't care who it is, if I'm out in the middle of nowhere, I'm not setting up a separate tent to sleep in a different tent than somebody else. If it's that big of a deal that you can't sleep in the same tent, you shouldn't be going on vacation with them in the first place. Well, I will do some investigative reporting. Don't you agree with me? Like, Of course. If you and I, let's just say you and I, were going out in a grizzly bear-infested area to go camp, the la- like the last thing that I am doing is sleeping in a different tent than you. Well, plus he's a well-known composer, so these two women, I mean, I don't know why. There were three separate tents? It doesn't exactly we do say. we got to do more research so re- on this. Yeah. This story is from the BBC. I'll research some other outlets that also reported this story. We're going to do a deep dive on this story because this dude getting dragged away and nobody noticing that he got dragged away by a damn grizzly bear during the night till the next morning when suddenly they realize, oh, wait, look at this bloody trail of our friend. And he's a famous composer. He didn't compose a good vacation. I'll tell you that damn much right now. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. 